Because uh, I, I wonder if I wonder if it, if it has like an expiration date as far as the sincerity of it, you know. Like if you don't get it all in by January fifteenth, don't even bother. But if I don't see you, sir, and you're a friend of mine, and I don't see you until like March, can I say, hey, Bob, happy New Year? And Bob's like, fuck, dude, it's it's almost Easter. Well, then happy. Jesus Christ, I'm just trying to be a nice guy. Whatever. If I don't see it to the end of the year, Merry Christmas. There you go. Resolutions are a big part of a new year. I don't like resolutions. I'm not making resolutions. In fact, I propose this to you all tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Not resolutions. I propose in 2020 that you commit revolutions. Yes, revolutions instead of resolutions. I will explain Revolutions. Resolutions are just a setup for failure. Revolutions you can succeed at. For example, don't raise the bar so high. Keep the bar very low. Don't lose 20 pounds. Gain 40. It's more fun and it's easier. I want to be a better person in 2020. Okay. All right. Well, if you're already a good person in 2020, then that's very attainable to be a better person. But if you look in the mirror and you're honest with yourself and you know that you're just a big piece of shit of a person, <laughs> embrace it and be an even bigger shit of a person in 2020. That's right. Take it to a new level. Absolutely. Hold the door open for a little old lady and when she walks in, trip her. That's horrible. I would never do it. But, hey, to thine own self, be true is what I'm trying to say. I, I, I kind of made a sort of resolution in 2020, and I already broke it. I said that uh, I would try to curtail my sweets. I love sweets, and uh, I already failed, failed miserably. I went to the store, and I bought a package of uh, Double Stuff Oreo cookies. Yeah. No, not just the regular package of Double Stuff Oreo cookies. No, not even the king size package of Double Stuff Oreo cookies. They have a new larger size called the Party Pack, which I think is a ridiculous name because at no point am I taking those Double Stuff Oreos, looking at the package and going, oh, I should call some people over. No, that is a party of one, let's be honest. <laughs> you, the double stuffs, a half a gallon of milk, and a lot of tears. Yeah. 2020. I tell you one thing that I want to, I want to go away in 2020, if at all possible. Uh, an expression that I started hearing a lot late in 2019, apparently... If I, Dino Tripodis, and someone else of my age bracket has anything disparaging or controversial or conflicting to say to a millennial, their immediate response to me will be is, okay, boomer, yes. I hate that. I hate okay, boomer. It's dismissive. I don't care for it at all. And let me just tell you one thing, boomers. Yeah, if we as boomers did not boom with our significant others at a certain point, you fucking millennials wouldn't even be here. Okay, boomer. Okay. That's right. 
And also in closing here tonight, I know in 2020 it's an important year. We have another presidential election coming our way. I'm not making this political in any way, shape, or form this evening. That's not what this podcast is about. Everybody's got their person who they think would be the best for the job. But uh, in my own opinion, before it's all said and done, before this dog and pony show that is the uh, debates and the caucuses is all said and done, I think it's going to come down to one old guy trying to beat another old guy before it's all said and done. I really do, because apparently in this period of politics, we don't want somebody with youth and ideals. No, that's too fucking hard. Just let the old guys fight it out, which is why I am telling you tonight on this stage, in 2028, I will be running for president. I will be 69, close to 70 years of age. I will be the old guy with a prostate that's not working properly and a dick that's completely non-functional at all. And I will take this country to heights of mediocrity that it has not seen since the early 70s. That is my pledge to you. So go ahead, say it. Okay, boomer. Let's start the premise, shall we? Yeah. Welcome, everybody. So nice to have everybody back. Thank you so much for coming. We have a, a, a fantastic kickoff of a show for the first one. I should remind you that this is our first third Thursday of the month. The, the premise will be here, uh, thanks to the upfront stage and the generosity of Shadowbox Live. We will be here the third Thursday of every month through July. So please, mark down your calendars, tell your friends, and join us as we uh, honor that nice, consistent date on a regular basis. I have a couple of other little things to share with you. Uh, how many people are here for the very first time to see the premise? I see some hands. Okay, let me tell you a little bit about how it works. The premise works this way. We have two comedic performers, uh, which, by the way, let's give them a round of applause. Jeff Gage and Nikki Winkleman are back tonight. They will be sitting at that table once they are handed one of these premises that they have not seen or heard until tonight. When they get this premise, they will have 20 minutes to go to that writer's table and write three to five minutes of stand-up comedy based on the premise that they were just handed. Now, if you can see at the table, there are a couple of legal pads and some number two pencils, one glass of water, and one donut. Why one glass of water and one donut? Well, the creator of the premise, give him another round of applause, John Whitney. John Whitney is kind of a masochistic asshole, so that's why one glass of water and one donut. But um, once the show starts and they start writing, we'll have a very special guest appearance by the amazingly funny Kenny Mock is here tonight, so let Kenny hear it. Now you say to yourself, for all this time and trouble, what do the contestants win? Well, the winner tonight, and this is lovely, this is probably the nicest bit of packaging we've ever had on the premise. The winner will get a lovely bottle of Four Roses bourbon and the lovely flask that goes with it. Yeah. That. Uh, for those of you in the whiskey know, Four Roses, uh, back when my grandfather was drinking it, wound up being a bottom shelf liquor at one point. It was rot gut. It lost its esteem. But then the Japanese, God bless the Japanese, they love whiskey. They bought the company, Kirin, and went back to the original Four Roses recipe that is in this bottle today. If you're looking for a good everyday bourbon bottle that runs between 21 and 25 bucks, this is it, okay? That's for the winner, yay. For the loser, <laughs> the loser gets an $8.88 bottle of Kentucky Tavern. If the loser drinks all of this, I guarantee you they will never be back on the premise. They will die. $8.88, you drank it in college? Oh, $6.50, oh my God, inflation, right? Yeah, well, even the, oh, 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 I forgot, though. The loser not only gets the bottle of Kentucky Tavern, but from the wonderful Whiskey Business slash The Premise album collection, 
they get, oh yes, they've been some beauties, but I think this one is the best of all, especially with the new year that has just passed us and has been celebrated. The loser will get Don Ho. Tiny bubbles in the wine makes me happy, makes me feel fine. So the loser will get the, so I know, this almost makes the contestants want to lose to get the, the, the Don Ho album. So uh, we've got that. Also want to remind you of a couple of other things. Uh, whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey, debuted its new year as well this year. Uh, Chris Fletcher, assistant master distiller from Jack Daniels, is our guest this week on the podcast that is currently airing as we speak. I believe Hansberry told you where to go, whiskeybusinessshow.com or on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcast. It's an educational, informative, and fun, fun, fun podcast with Chris as we learn all about uh, Jack Daniels. Also, uh, next week, you'll hear yourselves. The premise will be the uh, Whiskey Business podcast that will be dropping after that. And then also after that, Jenny's Ice Cream. You scream, I scream. We all scream for Jenny's Ice Cream. We'll find out the history and the development of that amazing franchise, which started right here in Columbus, Ohio. And for you movie fans, George Wolf and Hope Madden will be joining us once again for our annual Oscar podcast to find out what's going to make the cut and the grade uh, this Oscar season. So check them all out, and thank you so much. Whiskey Business has increased in its listenership, and we could not do that without you guys uh, enjoying it and sharing it and spreading the word. So please continue to do so. I thank you from the bottom of our whiskey hearts. Thank you so much for that. Are you ready to meet our contestants? Let's meet our contestants. Here we go. Bring back to the stage for starters. He's won. He's lost. He's one and one. He is the OG of improv. Please welcome to the stage, Mr. Jeff Gage. Have a seat, Jeffrey. Welcome back. Welcome back. Happy New Year to you, if I can still say that. Yes. Happy New Year. And, uh, I think I came on board. There we go. Did you do anything special to celebrate the New Year this year? I got drunk. That's right. Did you? Yeah. You don't seem like a type that gets drunk that much anymore. I don't. No. Actually. I remember you back in your heavy drinking days, you know, which were you my mean, heavy drinking days. You mean days. last month. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> so you, did you go somewhere special? Did you do something no, nice? No, we, we celebrated at home. I, uh, I'm at that age where I don't like to be around, uh, especially New Year's Eve seems to be uh, amateur night for mm-hmm. alcoholics. You know, it's like the people are still training to be alcoholics. Right. <laughs> And, uh, you know, but I, you remember a time when we were those amateurs, right? Yes, I yeah, do. Yeah. yeah. But I got over that real early, you know, by junior high. I was. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, you excited to be back? You're one and one. You've won I, one I, of these. I did. You lost yeah. one of these. I did. And now you're going up against our next guest. Let's welcome to the stage. She is a loser uh, on on the on the premise, but she's also a winner in our books. Uh, she's headlining right here on the upfront stage on February the 18th, and you can also see her as part of the uh, the podcast Quiz Box, which uh, uh, plays right here uh, the fourth Friday of the month on the upfront stage. Please welcome back and Nikki Winkleman, everybody. Thank you. Welcome back, Nikki. Thank you, Dino. Are you excited? I am. I am excited to lose again. <laughs> She wants that Don Ho album. She wants the Don I do. Ho album. Who doesn't? She wants yeah. the Don. It's it's it's. I'm telling you, it's some prices. It's really prices it's really a win win here with the prizes. With the prize, you think yeah. so? Oh, no, it much. does. It does have tiny bubbles. It does. On it. I thought oh, well, this was how like, do you figure a Don Ho album would not have tiny bubbles on it? I thought this was like the follow up album, the real <laughs> shitty one. This is <laughs> even tinier hey, bubbles. It, yeah, <laughs> tinier, <laughs> medium sized bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, and you, are you starting off the new year well? Yeah. Um, I celebrated the new year by staying awake until midnight for the first time in a while. Bravo. Well done. I, so last year, well, I, I have an almost two-year-old. So last year I had an almost one-year-old, so I, I went to bed. And the year before that I was pregnant, so I went to bed. So, but this year I was like, I'm going to stay up and watch uh, Katie Lang, or uh, I think it was Keith Urban. I don't know. They look the same. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever it was on the countdown, I think it was Keith Urban, but it looked like Katie Lang. Fair enough. Well, we're thrilled to have you back competing in the premise. Now, you know how it works. What we do is we flip a coin to decide, uh, um, first of all, who who gets to select the envelope. I'm going to offer the first toss of the flip 
for the envelope to Jeff Gage. The second toss of the flip as far as who performs will go to Nikki. So let me put this down for a second. Jeff Gage, heads or tails? Yes. Oh, <laughs> um, heads. It is heads. Oh, it's heads. Thank you. It's heads. Would you like premise number one or premise number two? We'll go with uh, premise number one. Number one. Number one. All right. Number one. Open it up and tell the audience what you've got ahead please, of you. Please, please be Nikki, in Nikki, you've got, you've got premise number two. You can get that and get ready to open it while they're, oh, okay, Jeff, you got yours. Premise number this one This is one's what? a whole uh, paragraph. Mm -hmm. um, Read it all. How did you get? Number one. Uh, no, no, not number one. That's oh. the premise. Oh, all that's, right. That's a, okay. Don't read everything. I'm sorry. <laughs> you said read everything. I did. I apologize. Telemarketers, robocalls, phone scams, and anything else. Phone frustrating. Oh. Oh. Premise so number one. So you people one. have cell phones. <laughs> Good. This might work. And premise number two. Uh, I hope we can still be friends. Dealing with an ex socially, emotionally, and social medially. Is that a word too? Social medially? Social medially. Social medially. It's a word. It yeah. says medially, not a real word except for tonight. <laughs> 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 All right. So, yeah. you got it? I got it. You got him. They will go to that table, and they will have approximately 20 minutes or so to write three donut. to five minutes of stand-up material. And then they will be back to perform for you. We'll flip another coin to see who goes first and when, when that happens. And, uh, and so wish them the best of luck and send them off to the writer's table. you who have never been to the premise, do we just sit now and wait for them to finish and write their 20 minutes? No, 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 no. No, no. We keep, we keep you engaged and entertained as well with our very special guest comedian who I'll be chatting with in a little bit after he performs for you. Uh, he's a very, very dear friend of mine. He also is part of a very successful podcast, which I had the pleasure of being a guest on recently, Comedians on South High, along with Bobby Dodds and Jason Banks. Uh, and for those of you who do the cruise ships, you may have even seen him perform on Norwegian cruise lines. Please welcome to the stage for tonight, my good friend, Mr. Kenny Mock, everybody! Oh, how you guys doing? You doing good? Oh, wow, wow. Oh, it's exciting to be here on the premise. Uh, I made the mistake today by uh, taking a yellow cab here. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not as privileged as you, ma'am. I'm not as privileged as you, ma'am. I guess that's the... <laughs> Uh, I should have took an Uber or Lyft, because uh, Uber and Lyft, you know what kind of vehicle you're in. You even get to see the photo of the person that's going to take you, and you know how much you're going to pay. Yellow cab, you have no idea. I'm in this cab for two minutes. The meter is going up really fast. It's up to $22 in two minutes. The driver turns around. He's like, where to, man? I said, right here. Let me out right here. I'm over budget. Scover, you're on the freeway, sir. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. I'm going to walk to the shadow box. <laughs> and that's what I did. Oh, I've been reading a lot of articles about what women really want from a man. Uh, we'll probably learn some. It's a long list. I took one thing off, and I'm going to talk about that. Uh, women say they would like men to start cutting their toenails. Uh, they are tired of, you know, laying and going to sleep, waking up with scars on their calves and ankles. It's damaging. Uh, guys need to cut them, clip them. She, she's, 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 she doesn't want to say a thing. I, I, I get it. <laughs> I mean, but you can keep them. You can keep, yeah, you wear socks. That's what it, but you probably got holes in the tips of them because of, they're very sharp. They're very sharp nails. Ting, 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 ting. That's how they work out with sharp nails. Now, you can keep your sharp toenails if you grow wings and you're going around picking up small fish and squirrel. <laughs> you can do that. It's amazing. Like what I even experienced that one of my buddies, my buddy Chris comes over for like the holidays. He takes off his socks and his shoes and looks like he has eagle claws. <laughs> now, 
There is a sign when a man needs to cut his toenails. The sign is this. When you're walking around someone's house and it sounds like you're tap dancing, that's a true sign to cut your toenails. Because he was walking around and it was like... And he was on carpet the whole time. And I was like, listen, why? You are touching the foundation of my apartment. Yeah, this is not good. So I was like, relax, Chris, that's okay. Oh, but I do, I live in a small town where it's kind of like this room where the population of black people is zero. I'm the only one. I kind of like it now. Uh, I like the attention that I'm getting. I like the attention and the stares that I get in a grocery store. It's nice. Um, I've been there now for like nine months, been put over 29 times. Not a bad thing. Uh, 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 by the same cop. Uh, <laughs> His name is Doug, he's a Capricorn, uh, and he likes the Browns. That's what I know about him so far. Uh, not these Browns, but the Cleveland Browns. That's, I saw the sticker on his car, so it was, that was nice. Um, but I used, to live in, I used to live in like in a really bad area, like in the hood, um, and there's a lot of things in the hood you can't get in the country, like uh, Grippo's potato chips. You ever heard of those? Yeah, yeah, you can't get those in the country. And uh, in the hood, you hear a lot of ambulances. That's how black people say it. We say ambulance, right? We say ambulance, sir. You're, are you not agreeing with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, most black people say, yeah, you must have grown a lot of white people then, yeah, because in, in my... My neighborhood, they say ambulance. Uh, even if someone's hurt, you can say, hey, Chris is hurt, call the ambulance. They still come, it doesn't matter how you say it. You can call them up, 911, and they will say, hey, call the ambulance. They say, okay, we'll come. Just that relaxing. But now that I live in the country, uh, <laughs> it's weird. It's weird living in the country because I don't have to deal with any of that. Uh, only thing I have to deal with in the country is nature. Uh, and nature can get on your nerves. You, guys, you ever deal with those Canadian geese? Yeah, those birds are rough and they have their own attitude. They know that they're protected. Uh, they walk around like some of my ex-girlfriends. They do, uh, with the attitude. They walk around like They do, it's like that. Some of my girlfriends walk around like that. It's amazing. And you know, you just deal with crows sometimes. And the other day I'm laying in my bed and this crow lands outside my window and it's just going off going, I was like, okay, something's going on. So I try to make it over to the window. Another crow joins it on the same branch and they're going, and I just get up. Then I walked outside just to find out that my car was repoed. That was it. Uh, <laughs> I look up, both birds is like, your car, your car, your car. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a little weird. They were blackbirds and I was a black guy, so I said, I guess we're, we're gonna make it <laughs> one of these days. It's violence, I don't know. Um, but I do have, I have what you call a football-sized family, very big family. I'm one of 11 siblings, one of them, yeah. Yeah, thank you, I appreciate that. Appreciate the claps, it's the same claps he used to give at the hospital when they found out my mom's getting her tubes tied. They was excited. <laughs> too many babies, too many babies. Uh, 11 kids, man, in 11 years. They had them straight, never took a break. Yeah, my dad was very accurate. Poof, he knew what he was doing. He made sure of that. Uh, it was weird having that many kids all the time. Um, I mean, we even nicknamed my parents UPS, which means unprotected sex, that's all they did. They kinda. <laughs> Just banged out babies all the time. <laughs> My mom was firing out babies. So poof, poof, poof. You ever been to an NBA basketball game? You see those t-shirt cannons that fire out t-shirts? That's how she was doing it. <laughs> Eight pounder, <laughs> nine pounder. <laughs> this one's fully dressed with a backpack ready for school. She just made babies and he just came out, forced herself out. It was a lot of babies. And you want to have, you know, it's a crazy thing. When you, I'm one of the older siblings, and we never even knew my mom was pregnant. Do you know how weird to not even know your mom's pregnant? She would say, hey, kids, come on in here. Um, I'm not feeling well. I'm going to the hospital. Your Aunt Jean's here to watch you, and um, I'll be back. And that was it. We would go to sleep, wake up, and it was a baby sitting there, just sitting there. <laughs> year after year, it just kept happening. My oldest brother said my mom was still in babies from the hospital. You know how scary it is to think your mom is still in a baby from the hospital? We're trying to compare, looking at newspapers, got the new baby trying to check his face with the milk carton, like nah, this one's eyebrows a little off, it's not it. 
My mom would walk in like, hey, kids, would you guys like to watch cartoons? I was like, no, we need to watch the news to find out where these babies are coming from. You might be going to jail, Ma. You might be going to jail. Now, everyone's, you know, when we got 11 siblings in the house, it's hard to go on, like, family vacations. You can't do that unless you own, like, a charter bus, which we didn't own. Our family car growing up, people, was a 1976 Chevy Nova. That's a very old car for 11 kids. If we had to go somewhere, my mom would just yell out, hey, who wants to go to the zoo? Then whatever you was doing, you had to make a mad dash to the car, like, ah! And if you was one of the kids didn't fit in the car, you just wasn't part of the family that day, and we just drove off like, <laughs> maybe you'll make the next trip. <laughs> and if you have like multiple kids, I know this growing up, parents don't like hearing kids argue in the car. They can't stand it. It gets on their nerves. It frustrates them. They don't want to hear, he's touching me. He's breathing on me. His leg's on me. They can't stand that. Now, we're coming back from a family trip. There are seven kids in the car because four people didn't make it. They didn't make the cut. We can't get along. My mom is upset because we can't get along. She turns around. She was like, listen, I don't want none of y'all else talking until you get home or you're going to be on this punishment until Jesus gets back. We're like, do you know when Jesus gets back? I said, no, I have no idea. Just be quiet. Now, the only defect to our 1976 Chevy Nova is the passenger side door didn't always latch. My two sisters in the front seat, Tisha and Candace. Now, Tisha, she falls asleep against this door. My mom tries to beat a red light. She makes a sharp left-hand turn. The door flies open. The door shuts. My sister Candace scoots over like nothing ever happened. She was like, We're all in the back seat nervous, like, oh, ooh. She's going to need an ambulance. She's going to need an ambulance. She's going to need that. Let me get home. It's dangerous. Now, there's a lot of people who don't like to discipline their kids. They don't like doing it for some reason. Uh, I think there's a lot of bad kids out here today. Today, there's a lot of bad kids. You gotta discipline your kids. I'm not telling you to beat your kids, but sometimes just put your hands on them. Knock them down, trip them. Let them know you are still the alpha. You gotta let them know that. Like my parents, huge on discipline, especially my mom. My mom was very strict. She didn't always have time to like discipline us on the spot, so she scheduled our whoopings. You ever had a schedule whooping? Those are scary. Those are very, very scary. My mom's hours was from one to three. That was her hours. That's the only time she did her damage. All I was doing was bouncing on the brand new couch, like, ah! She walked past like, Kitty, you're bouncing on my brand new couch, one o'clock, and that messed my whole day up. Because it was eight o'clock in the morning. I had five hours to sit there and think about a schedule whooping. This is gonna tell me to go out and play. You don't even wanna play right when you got a schedule whooping on deck. I'm outside all nervous, shaking like an iPhone app about to be deleted. I'm out there like, oh. <laughs> My boys come up like, yo, Kenny, come play basketball at 1230. I was like, nah, man, I got a thing at one. A meet and beat. <laughs> this woman's crazy. This woman is crazy. Now, everyone's family is a little dysfunctional. I know this. Everyone has a weird aunt. You got a weird uncle, some brothers. And if you don't know anyone like that in your family, then it's you. You got to know that it's you. You got to check yourself. You got to know. Like in our house, it was my dad. My dad can make babies. Very good at making babies. But he was illiterate growing up. He could not read and write, which we didn't know. But he got weird because he still chose to read his bedtime stories at nighttime. Got a little weird. He would never read the words. He just looked at the pictures and made up his own damn story. That's what he would do. Like, you know the Three Little Pigs. We know the story by heart. My dad reads this version. In his version, I believe every word he's saying. Now I'm in school the next day. I'm arguing with the teacher and all the kids. I'm yelling at him like, listen, that wolf wasn't trying to eat those pigs. He was their landlord. He was trying to collect his rent, and they kept running. They're going to get evicted one of these days. And sometimes he would just read the cover, like Snow White. He'd be like, look at this. This tall chick and seven kids and no daddy. That's a broken home, kids. Next book. And push to the side. It's weird with my dad. My dad was very verbal. He'd be like yelling at us like, hey, didn't I tell y'all kids to sit down? You know what they say. A hard head makes a soft butt. Then me trying to be a comedian, I was like, no, dad. A hard head and a soft butt made all us kids. That's what it is. <laughs> My brothers, they were laughing, high-fiving like they was on Family Feud, talking about, good answer, Kenny, good answer. Now, the only person didn't like it was my mom. She walked in, she was like, Kenny, two o'clock. Take that with your smart mouth. 
Now, um, I'll say this. Um, how many people are in a happy relationships in here? Clap it up. Happy relationships? I like those. Very, yes. I like that. I like people in happy relationships because it tells me that there's a chance, even for myself. Because it tells you that. Um, people who've been in happy, I mean, happy relationships, they've been through some crap before you got to the happy relationships, right? Uh, have you ever dated a crazy person? Anybody you ever dated a crazy person? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very crazy. You remember that name really vividly, dark. Yeah, it's hard to date that name again, right? You will, won't date that name again. You think about it. Yeah. I mean, they tell you even if you have a crazy person that you, that you date, don't break up with them like through text. It's kind of rude. They say do it face-to-face. -face. I don't believe in face-to-face. -face. I like drive-by breakups. You ever done one of those? <laughs> just drive up. Hey, Tina. Hey, Kenny. It's over, bitch. <laughs> you just drive off. I tried to break up with Tina face to face. Uh, it didn't work out too well. And this is what I'm saying. I walked into her house. I said, hey, Tina, um, things aren't going to work out. Um, I'm going to go upstairs, grab a couple of my things, and I'll be on my way. She was like, it's over like that? I said, yes, it's over like that. I go upstairs. I start grabbing my things, getting them together, coming back down the steps, and the police pulls up in front of her place. I said, uh, did someone call the police? True story. Here she comes, sprinting out of her kitchen, and throws herself out of her front room window. Just like that. The cops out there like, yo, uh, what's going on, ma'am? She was like, he's in there. Now I'm scared. I think I'm going to jail. I'm like, okay. So now I drop my bags. I run down the steps and throw myself out the same window. Uh, and I was like, yes, he is in there. Yes. Yes, he's in there. Um, we're going to need an ambulance. Uh, uh, it was crazy. Uh, the only person was in there was her five-year-old son. I was like, good luck, little man. Uh, <laughs> Hey, you guys, that's the new my time. My name is Kenny Mock. Thank you so much. Bring Dino back up to the stage. Kenny Mock, everybody. Kenny Mock, come sit over here, brother. Over here. Oh, one more time for Kenny, everybody. Wow. Wow, man. You, 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 is your mic on? Is it on? Testing. There yes, you go. He's my deep voice now, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you killed it. Oh, thanks. You thanks, killed man. it. Oh, they, I'm glad they enjoyed it. Thank uh, you so much. You did, man. You did your kick-ass job. Because I remember, you want some whiskey? Yeah, yeah I'll take a sip. You're gonna just, have a little, a little just a little sip. You're not a big <laughs> drinker, right? No, no. You're not no. a big drinker. When I did your podcast, you uh, you guys were very kind, and you had some... Actually, you had some Four Roses, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that was oh. that was available. You didn't drink much of it. That stuff puts hair on your chest. Yeah, that's, that's, uh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I'm Greek. I don't need any more hair on my chest. In fact, I would take less hair. Uh, our, our guest bottle tonight, I didn't get to mention earlier, um, is from Watershed Distillery right here in Columbus, Ohio. Wow. Um, they make a fine, fine array of products, including this bourbon, but I believe that they have some very special bourbon coming out later this year, so keep an eye out for that. I'll just give me a little dash of that, Kenny, as That's we go along. That's more than a dash. Well, it's, it's a Dino dash. <laughs> That's a, so a Dino dash. You don't get, you don't, no pressure to drink at all. I'm just saying cheers, brother. Congratulations. I have and, to drink it now, and we cheers. So yeah, we did, we did, we did. Yeah, it's bad luck if you don't take a sip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you drink, what do you normally drink? Uh, water. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I stay hydrated yeah. a lot, Dino. <laughs> and, and what's that taste like? It is room temperature, and it's yeah. great. <laughs> nice. Oh. Now, so you haven't fallen into some. How long have you been doing stand-up now? Because I remember uh, when you first started. It's I, been, a, yeah, it's been probably about nine, nine yeah, years. Nine, yeah, nine or ten years. Yeah. And you have just uh, just continued to grow and prosper and kick ass because I remember those early days and I was I was sitting there with a couple of my friends while I was watching you and uh, one of the things that we discussed back in the day was a thousand years ago so I remember when you first started doing stand-up you would do joke jokes and so forth and so on but the minute you started to make it real and talk about your family yeah. is when you turn the page and turn the corner and that stuff about your family just is killer man because why yeah because yeah, it's, it's true. true yeah it's true it's right fun, yeah steeped in truth maybe exaggerate a little bit from time to time for ah. the sake of the stage but <laughs> but 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 11 kids for real yeah i mean i uh do i i don't know if i can i, I could probably tell you guys the complete truth yeah it's 11 of us like that he did have them all in a row uh and my sister did fall out the car uh yeah tisha she really did fall out the car um 
Oh yeah, she's okay, but now she still checks the locks like 19 yeah, times bet. before she goes anywhere. Like she's like, oh, not today. It won't happen today. She, and that's what she says. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but growing up with that many kids, it's yeah, it was interesting. You mentioned uh, in the set that you were in the older bunch yeah. of the group. Yeah. So we're we're in the eleven. Did you uh, number four? Number four. Yeah. So I got to see them come in as. Yeah, my brother convinced us she was still in babies. Like, really, we were nervous every time my mom left the house. We didn't know. Like, uh, we were just happy that she was bringing back groceries sometimes. We look at the window like, this is groceries. It was not a baby. And we're, like, holding hands in the window every single time. She would leave. We're like, then what is she going to come back with? So uh, I, I'm curious if having a family of that size psychologically doesn't kind of not scar you, but maybe – I mean, do you do you think about you, you talk about relationships and significant others? Do you do you want to get married? Do you want to have a family? Do you want to have eleven kids? I, I don't <laughs> even want to come close. I don't even like eleven people. Uh, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. Like every time that we had a kid, we had to get bunk beds, another bunk bed, and you had to sleep with someone. And sometimes somebody would wet the bed, and you just have to blame it on something else. So you, every time we, yeah, it was a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then the part I'd even tell you, like every time we got had a kid, we had to get a, a bigger house, and we just had to lie to the landlord, like, hey, we got four kids, and then every time he showed up, we'd pretend like it was a birthday party. We had a birthday party, <laughs> and uh, we had balloons and stuff. Uh, it was it was wild, yeah. And on Monday, he probably believed it was on a birthday. On Tuesday, he probably thought it was a sleepover. But on Wednesday, he knew. It was like, how come everyone's picture is on the wall? And then we had to move. Yeah, then we moved. So, yeah, it was wild. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So uh, are your parents still alive? Yeah, my dad is. Your yeah, dad my mom. Is? Yeah, my mom's. Yeah, my mom has. But uh, my, yeah, my dad. Yeah, he can make them. So, so how's your dad it. now? I mean, looking back on all this, looking back on his uh, on this on this generation that he created, where's he at now? As far because he sounds like a very funny gentleman when you were growing up, but, but where's he at now in life? Uh, and what's he think about you doing stand up? I had to talk to him about him talking about him being illiterate because he he was. So mm -hmm. I had, had to make the joke about it, but he said it was fine because it's actually actually funny. Now I could be real with everybody. Like yeah. I mean, I don't even want to tarnish my dad, but my dad has more kids on the side that we didn't know about. Other so, than the eleven, he already had eleven. We didn't know about. So yeah, yeah. So how many? Uh, right now I think we're. What are we up to? Like seventeen. Damn. Yeah. So yeah. Did he work? Uh, yeah, he did it. That's what it, if that's you want to call it. Um, he worked. <laughs> I mean, yes, got to put something in. <laughs> and it was probably because of this, Dino. This is probably why I don't. So your dad, your, your dad, your dad was a drinker. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think he was a drinker. Yeah. Do you remember what he drank? Uh, it was probably whiskey. The same stuff you're. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't have I don't have seventeen kids. I don't think. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but it was, it was, it was yeah, it was mm -hmm. different. And how's he feel about you doing stand up? Is he alright? He that? he likes it. He, he does. He said uh, since it's my passion, um, he said he uh, he approves of it. And uh, he, I just had to ask for permission to all my siblings. That, that's when I was talking to you about. Mm -hmm. I had to ask them about permission to actually talk about them. So well, see that that's very kind of you because a lot of comedians <laughs> would 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 not give a shit and ask their family. You know, I talk. I don't. I've never asked my family for permission. Or anything I've done about them. Really? I talk about my mother. I talk about my father and my siblings, and my cousins, <laughs> and my so forth. No, I mean they're they're fair. I I look at it this way. If I went through it, then I paid my admission. I get to say whatever I want. Oh, okay. Right. Well, then I'll let it all out now. Thank you guys mm -hmm. for clapping. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't surprise me that you would ask permission yeah. to do this bit because I remember when we talked a thousand years ago down in the poker room and, and we were talking about that and you told me about your father being illiterate and I said, Kenny, damn it, man, talk about that. Yeah. You, you, told, you started tell, you start. Kenny actually just told me the stories just as one guy talking to another and I'm yeah. sitting there wrapped with attention and, and, and fascinated and charmed and like, why aren't you doing this on stage? True, true. Right. Yeah, yeah, right and, yeah. then, and, then, and then he started, and then, well, you saw the end result here. It's absolutely hysterical. Yeah. Absolutely hysterical, man. Very, yeah. very funny. Yeah. Very, very funny. So <laughs> I'm, I'm very, very proud of you. I just, I, I, I don't know. I feel like with guys that I met that they were coming up that are doing so well, you, uh, Jason Banks, you know, watching watching you guys come up and, and kick ass like you're doing, it just makes me feel good to see it happen. So, yeah, congratulations. Kenny thank, Mock, thank everybody. You, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. Uh, was that the buzzer?
No, that was the buzzer. That means time is up for our writers oh. and competitors. Give them a round of applause. Nikki and Jeff are done. <laughs> you stay right here, man. Okay. Stay right here because we're going to watch them do their thing, and then we're all going to chat together in just a moment. <laughs> so everybody, everybody just stay put right there. You stay right there. And everybody, please welcome back to the stage Nikki Winkleman and Jeff Gage. All right. Just to recap, they had 20 minutes to write three to five minutes of stand-up material based on the following premises. So uh, you guys got a mic? Get somebody grab a mic over there. Nikki, your premise one. was? Yeah. My premise was, uh, I had premise number two, I hope we can still be friends dealing with, dealing with an ex socially, emotionally, and social medially. And Jeff Gage, <clears throat> mine was how did you get my number or this number? And it was uh, telemarketers, robocalls, phone scams, anything to do with phone frustration. So. All right, so we flip the coin to see who goes first. Jeff, you got the call at the last time. Nikki, you get the call at this time. Okay, uh, tails. It is heads. Oh, it's heads. Okay, so Jeff gets to decide. Jeff first gets to decide second. who goes first or second. Um, I'll let uh, I'll let Nikki go first. Okay. Nikki Winkleman with premise number two going first. Jeff says he'll let me go first. Thanks. Uh, so um, I actually just got engaged uh, to be married. Yeah, I got engaged on uh, Christmas Eve just to be super cliche. Uh, uh, yeah, um, which is, is great. Um, I'm about to be a third wife. So uh, that's, that's two exes I have to deal with that aren't mine. Um, <laughs> I've, had a lot of, I've had a lot of exes of my own. Um, uh, I've dated a lot of people, probably, probably more than, uh, than my fiancé has. So I have, I have more exes than he does, but I never married any of them, so I win. <laughs> because I never had to split a bank account. Um, I... Uh, <laughs> I dated, uh, I've had some really choice, uh, choice relationships in the past. I dated a guy who had his last name tattooed across his neck. Ouch, yeah, uh, ouch for me to look at that on a daily basis. Uh, yeah, he was a, a UFC fighter, uh, so he had a really large amount of brain damage. Um, <laughs> I think he got the neck tattoo so that he could remember his own last name. And his last name was Good. So it's not that hard to remember. But I imagine when he looked in the mirror, he was like, my last name is Doog. <laughs> he actually got the tattoo while we were dating. Like, he's, when we started dating, he didn't have that. And then he got that. And everyone was like, well, did you break up with him when he got that? And I was like, no, of course not. It's not like I was going to start paying for my own cocaine. <laughs> I've come a long way, folks. I know I don't look like I used to be a drug addict because I have skin and teeth, but <laughs> I did a lot of drugs. I did actually almost get married once. Um, I, on my 21st birthday, I uh, went to Las Vegas, because that's what you do, and um, I almost got married in Vegas. Um, I had good intentions. He was not from this country. Uh, I was very drunk, but still an ambassador. I don't know. Uh, we didn't go through with it, though, because I don't know if you know how marriage works, but you have to get a marriage license first. And in Las Vegas, you have to stand in line at the courthouse for like two hours to get a marriage license because everybody's getting married there. And nothing sobers you up like court. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we stood in line. We got the license, but we didn't go through with it. Um, uh, but I still have it. I still have the marriage. It's not signed, but I still have it. It's like a nice little souvenir of my almost mistake <laughs> that I kept. I don't know why I kept it. It was like a weird thing that I kept, but I kept it. Um, and then a couple years ago, uh, this, the guy that I almost married uh, found me on social media. So he found me social medially. Social medially. Social medially. <laughs> he friended me on Facebook. 
And I was looking at his page, and I was like, oh, he's doing, first of all, I was like, oh, I didn't know they had Facebook in Mexico. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He was from Ireland. They really don't need our help getting over here. Um, <laughs> but he, <laughs> they don't. He was from Ireland, and I was like looking at his page, and I was like, he's doing really well. Like he like had a really good job and like a nice big house and a lot of money. And I was like, maybe I should forge that marriage license. <laughs> <laughs> Reverend Elvis Presley, <laughs> give me half your shit. Uh, that's what he gets for fucking finding me on Facebook. He shouldn't have friended me on Facebook. Um, I d uh, when I became a, l a little bit older, I don't know if I got the light yet. If I, uh, when I became a little bit older, I, I, I'm in my mid-30s now. When I was in my late 20s, I finally got into a more serious, stable relationship, um, or so I thought, uh, until I found out that he wanted to see other people but not fucking tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know who thinks they can cheat on a stand-up comedian. Uh, <laughs> but I have a microphone in my hands on a regular basis, so. I can say his whole name and social security number whenever I'm feeling down. So I guess that's how I deal with exes emotionally. Did I hit them all? Socially, emotionally, social medially. Uh, I should have known though that he was gonna cheat on me because his favorite song was the Pina Colada song. Uh, that's all for me, I'm Nikki Wiggleman. Nikki Winkleman! Bravo, well done! Well done! Killing it! Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage with premise number one, Jeff Gage! Let him hear it! Thanks, thanks. Everybody's got cell phones, so we cannot avoid these robocalls, right? Or these uh, telemarketers who call us. And it's always like some guy uh, who says, hello, my name is Ernie. I, uh, are you covered with health insurance? It's, it's like, uh, first of all, I'm pretty sure your name's not Ernie. <laughs> second of all, I'm pretty sure my shitty coverage is probably about comparable to what you've got in whatever third world country you're in right now. So, um, but, and here's the other thing is like, I have to answer all of these calls because I'm a realtor. That's right. Uh, if you're looking to buy or sell a home, see me after the show. <laughs> and so you never know. And now these guys, they sneak up on you, right? Because it shows up, if you have caller ID on your phone, it shows up as a local call, right? It's a 614 number, or it even has a name. Mine will still like to say, oh, it's Leslie Graham. I don't know a Leslie, maybe it's a new pro prospect or something. Yeah. So I answer it, and, it's all, it, and now they're doing this thing where they just fucking aren't there, right? Have you, has anybody got that where it's like, hello? Hello? And there's, there's no joke there, it just pisses me off. It's like, what is it? What's the point? At least somebody from India is trying to sell me health insurance. What's the just call you for, hey, let's just, Stand back and see what, he, see how many times this guy says hello. Uh, I don't know, and uh, let's see. Oh, my favorite, I don't, is, has anybody gotten this call? And it's, it sounds like somebody from the Philippines. It's like, uh, it's like, hello, I am calling from the IRS. All my accents sound exactly the same, in case you're wondering. So in case you want me to mix in an Italian or an Irish one later, it's all gonna sound like they're from India, all right? Hello, I'm calling from the IRS. I noticed you are late on your taxes. Uh, we are sending the police over unless you make an arrangement right now to... to... Has anybody got... Am I the only one that's got... You got that? All right, so I'm not making this shit up. So I tell them, go ahead. I'm a doomsday prepper. Send the fucking pigs. Do you think they can dig me out of my well-armed bunker? Bring them. I've been waiting for this. Click. Of course, you know, the IRS just hangs up on you. Who would have thought? Um, oh, and, uh, you know, to, speaking of, you never got these. When I was a kid, we didn't get those, you know, calls. You got wrong numbers, but, you know, somebody asking for Ralph, and it's like, there's no Ralph here. Um, but, I mean, if any of you are old enough, like, I'm 58, all right? So when I was a kid, 
we had one phone in the kitchen and it had that curly ass long thing. And if you wanted privacy, like now you can text somebody, right? Like we couldn't text, but there was no texting, right? If you wanted to send somebody a note, you didn't send them a dick pic, you know? You, you had to literally like write a girl a note and send it to her and then get embarrassingly rejected because of poor handwriting. Um, that was a horrible joke, all right? That one didn't work. Uh, um, no, but you, when I was a kid, you had to try, you know, because I had four sisters, so you had to try and, you know, like, hey, I'm on the phone, you know, and you're trying to talk to that girl from school, you know, and it's like, and they're like, ooh, it's a girl, it's for you. Everybody knew your business. You couldn't get around it. Now with cell phones, you can get away from it, but you had to stretch that curly-ass cord out, and it would always tangle, inevitably. I don't know how the hell those things wound up. Like, who was spinning the frickin' phone and hanging it up? but it was always quirled up and it looked like a dreadlock, right? So you couldn't like, you know, untangle the damn thing to stretch it to try and get around a corner or duck underneath something so you could get some privacy. No joke there, just uh, reminiscing. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, where? I did that one, all right. Oh, you get, so, you get so used to these, these calls. How many of you have gotten the recording, right, where it's somebody it goes, hello, don't hang up. You could be eligible, and you click, right? You, what the fuck are we thinking? We were eligible for something, and we've all done it. We could have just won a free trip to Europe. God, we're all such assholes. All right, that's it. That was my closer. I got nothing here. I'm sorry. Oh my God. All right, do we have a uh, microphone to go? You got a mic? Yeah. You have a, I, got, you, oh. I don't need one. Yeah, you can grab that one, Nikki, over there. There you go. <laughs> grab that one if you can. All right, nice round of applause for Nikki Winkleman and Jeff Gage. Thank you. We'll vote here in just a little bit, but first, first I want to talk. First of all, let's discuss the, the premises. Do you think that they're, they're picked at random? You don't know what they are. So do you think you each got, do you think you could have done better with her premise and vice versa? Or do you think you actually got what you got? I feel like Jeff's was harder. I have a lot, but I have a lot of X's. <laughs> <laughs> now, so Jeff, if you, if you, if you would have gotten the I, X, if you would have gotten the X premise. I, yeah, I, I'm celibate. So I, that wouldn't have worked for me. So. <laughs> and I don't have a computer. So I'm not on <laughs> no, I, no, I, I, no, I, I didn't even consider it. I thought you smoked that. Oh, you did, thank you. You did a great thank job you. with that. I, I mean, I'm glad I, to know you're a realtor because I'm going to try to sell half an Irish man's house. So uh, <laughs> I'm not licensed in Irish. Yeah, okay. we'll, 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 <laughs> we'll figure referral. it out. Yeah. I'm good at forging documents. Uh. <laughs> I'm going to start with Nikki as, as far as some of the stuff that you were talking about in your in your your shtick with the yeah. exes and so forth. So you're engaged now. And, yes. and I remember in your previous, yeah, congratulations. Yes. Thank you. But I remember, and I don't mean to call you out, but on previous stand-up performances, you vowed never to go down that I, path. I'm pretty sure you can listen to previous episodes and hear me talking about I was right. never going to get married. Um, I Yeah, well, when I got together with my now fiance, that's, that sounds like such a stuffy word. Um, would you have a better word? Well, I think I did. I probably did a joke about it on here because, like, before when we weren't going to get married, I I just assumed we were never getting married because he told me he never wanted to get married again. He's been married twice before, so he said he didn't want to get married again, and I he kind of talked me out of it <laughs> because I had just accepted that that was not going to be a part of our relationship, and at some point I was like, I don't need it. So um, we have a, a child, and so you know we're a, a real family. But I, I didn't need a, a, a ring or a piece of paper to say that I, we were a family. Um, tax benefits. Though. There are. <laughs> yeah, there are tax yeah, benefits. I'm finding that out. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, uh, but he, before when we weren't going to get married, he would call me his lady because I didn't like boyfriend and girlfriend. It sounds really juvenile. 
So in the joke that I do about it, I say that he calls me his lady, so I call him my lord. (laughs) 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 That doesn't really work. Like, the reverse doesn't work, but... Yeah, but I, now I have to throw out all of those jokes that I wrote that were really good. Yeah, so. but now I, to think of all the potential new I think jokes that are in the way. I trying to slowly ruin my career as a stand-up comedian. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got a lower back tattoo that I do a great joke about, and uh, he keeps threatening to cover it up. And I'm like, you can't, can't cover up my closer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and Jeff, you had the uh, you had the frustrating phone premise. You know, how yeah. did you get this number? Um, you say, are you serious? You don't. You have a computer, obviously. You're oh, a realtor. Yeah, yeah. You, have no all that, you have all those things. Yeah. But were you slow? Were you slow to embrace technology, much like myself? Yes, I'm old. Yeah. So yeah. you know, it's I'm not as bad as my parents who just refuse to get Wi-Fi. We don't need it. It's like. Yeah, you do. It's 2020, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, yeah, but it, you know, it's it's strange how fast technology, uh, how rapidly it takes over now. I right. mean, it's a, it's it, how fast it, it's, it's approached. I mean, to think when I was a kid, remember the Dick Tracy cartoons in yeah. the Sunday paper, and he had a Dick Tracy watch, the iWatch. Right. You know, it's the Apple Watch. It is. Basically. It, the Dick Tracy. Yeah, the, the Dick Tracy. And the watch you, everybody's like, well, that's preposterous. That'll never happen. Right. And, <laughs> and now, and now it's it. here. It's here. Right. right. So. Yeah, the Jetsons were FaceTiming. Yeah, they were FaceTiming. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> So time. when when are we getting our flying fucking cars? That's what I want to know. I don't know. I Uber's heard I heard that they're in the Ve- in Las Vegas that they introduced flying some flying taxis, which reminds me of uh, you know Blade Runner, you know the taxis oh, and all that. Right. So yeah. so it reminds me of an LSD trip I had back in. Yeah. <laughs> wow, man, did check you, that out. Did you, you it, seriously? Right? Did you ever do LSD? There's no cops here. Are there's there? no cops. It, it doesn't matter. They can't bust you after you That's did it. That's right. Yeah. yeah. For something that happened in the seventies. Yeah. Because I did. I did acid 90s. in the in the late seventies at Ohio State. Oh, sure. So, so. I, who didn't back then? Yeah. 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 Uh, so, so yeah. I Nikki. Did. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. I've done acid. All right. <laughs> so maybe Kenny. Should, <laughs> uh, no, no acid. <laughs> <laughs> Just in chemistry class. He only drinks water. He only drinks water. That's it. That's it. That's now, it. I, I did. I, I've smoked weed. Oh, look yeah. at you. Uh, oh, yeah. man. Look at go. What? Yeah. You have? Yeah. You've smoked weed? Uh, but it was. It was he it was waited like, till it was legal. Uh, well, <laughs> I slept in a trash can, too, and that's why I don't want to smoke. I don't know what was in it, though, but I did sleep in a trash can, but I won't even. Uh, should I, can I tell that story? Yeah, you can no tell co- anything you want. I, uh, I can't. You, you are one of the more. St- Straight lace. Wow. Do not deviate. You don't drink that much. You know, find out, the, find out you actually smoked weed. This is a probably okay. You're uh, like, can I tell that story? You can't not tell that story now. Yeah, <laughs> I think you already started. My my friend and my friend Frank and Jermaine in high school. Uh, he stole some of the dad's weed, and we're sitting uh, in his 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 car. They got all the windows rolled up. I guess they call it uh, hot box and whatever. <laughs> is that what they call it? They call it. And. But I didn't actually didn't smoke it. I think I had more of like a contact, so I never put it up to my lips. But I was, yeah, I was, I was floating. Like I felt like, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. You say you ne- you never actually put the joint in your right? Mouth? But I had all the the put, air so, coming put, in. Everything yeah, if you're hot boxing, you don't need to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then, but then, but then, can he can he technically say he smoked pot? Yeah, that he was, inhaled pot. He was inside the car. He was yeah. inside the car, but he didn't actually smoke. Have you ever taken a joint, a spleep, anything, and just put it in your mouth and fucking pulled on it like Snoop Dogg and had yeah. it and called it a day? Is my dad watching? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried it. Yeah, but it's, yeah. I don't know. I just had a bad experience. I mean, I slept in that trash can only because I was being chased by the cops at the same time. Now... I can. <laughs> how can such a straight-laced guy be involved with the cops Listen, so many times? How do you I, fall asleep friend, while you're being chased by the cops? <laughs> my friend Frank was like, he was like one of these rebel kids. Like, and after he smoked it, he starts driving and says, "Hey, I'm going to take a car radio." And I said, "What? What are you doing?" My brain is saying, "No," because I'm going to get in trouble. I'm thinking right. my mom's going to kill me. But before I'm there, he breaks a window, and and the cop is watching us the whole time. And I can't, I don't know, this is going to be tape. This is tape, right? Yeah. <laughs> but so um, 
Frank is walking back to the car. He gets back in the car and he just takes off. I said, you need to stop. We're going to go to jail. It doesn't matter what the damage is done. He doesn't stop. So this cop is running behind us and we just ordered a pizza. We have the pizza in the back seat <laughs> and I'm trying to get a piece of pizza while they're chasing us. But the pizza box keeps slamming on my hand. So I'm thinking to myself, well, uh, it's telling me no. So I can't eat the pizza right now. And. And then Frank yells out, hey, when I hit the brake, everyone's going to jump out. I didn't hear that. And so he hits the brake. Him and Jermaine, they jump out, and the car is rolling down the hill. I'm in the back seat with the pizza and the car rolling down the back of the hill. <laughs> and then I, I guess I'm an athlete, so I pop out. I'm rolling on the ground. <laughs> the cop's saying stop, and I'm trying to run away from the cop. And I run through all these little neighborhoods, and I jump into one of those big green trash cans. And I think it's a dream. I think, and I just start covering myself up with trash, and I slept there. <laughs> I slept there and I woke up the next morning. That's a true story, and I don't even think wow. why I should be. Wow! I don't. <laughs> that is my vigilante. The old, the old hide in the trash can routine, oh my eh? God. You uh, see that? In, you see that like in cartoons. I know. It's never man. in real life. And Frank and Jermaine would probably kill me if they they knew that I told them that we're supposed to keep that under wraps. No, Frank and Jermaine, <laughs> Fra Frank Frank and Jermaine are, are some are somewhere smoking and getting high right now as we speak. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. I wouldn't oh, worry. I think Kenny God. just won all the prizes. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, God. Oh man, uh, Jeff, you were talking about the the phone with the, with the long ass cord and everything else. So right. I mean, I, I'm older than you even. So I go back to to phone to my grandmother's phone when I lived. With my grandmother, she, we, we, I, in fact, I have it at my house. Her original a rotary dial telephone. Oh yeah. Did you have a rotary dial? Oh phones? yeah. We had the rotary dial. Do you, does anybody? Yeah. Do you, you don't even remember. I, my mom had one. You remember yeah. the rotary dial telephone? Yeah. Oh yeah. I know how to do yeah. it. Yeah. You got to go all the way around. The yeah. rotary dial telephone was. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to do it. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, and if your if your finger slipped off, you're like, damn it. Yeah. I got to start dialing all, right. over all over again, again. right? Like, yeah. There's, there's also, no backspace on it. But you could also talk yourself out of a phone call. If you were pissed off at somebody. Oh, hang it up. No, 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 no. If you were pissed off at somebody and you were dialing, say it was like, say it was long distance. So you had like, you oh. were pissed off at your, at your sister or your, or whatever. So you start, when I get a hold of, when I get a hold of them, I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. You're and calm when I, after when, that. And you're and calm by, after yeah, that. Yeah. By the time you get that, then you start, you have, have a chance to think better of it. Then you hang it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, that's it's, true. It's true. And that's why you didn't get those, the, the robocall things uh, back when you had the rotary dial phones. Can you imagine somebody trying to sell you something from India there's nothing they could have sold you that would have covered the cost of that phone call right. for the long distance. <laughs> right. It would have cost about $2 million. Long distance phone calls used yeah. to cost money. Right. Used to I don't think robots can do the rotary either. I, I mean, we used to call collect and <laughs> say, have right. a signal to, you know, <laughs> to get home safely. If you got home safely, call me collect and, you know, right. and I won't accept the charges and boom, hang right. up the, the phone and all the tricks. Right. My grandmother actually had a. Uh, I don't know if there's a, how many people here that are of the age, but my grandmother actually had a party line. I, yes. Do you I remember, remember the that. party line? Yeah. My grandmother had a party line, and she would just sit there and listen to other people's conversations. Yeah. What? And I'd, I'd say, Yaya, who are you talking to? Shh, shh. And she'd be listening, yeah, yeah, yeah. the party line. How, I did, how does the party Mike line work? It's, it's the when party you got line, the phone, phone shared, wires that, are, that the, touch, right? Isn't the, that how that happens? I think the number was actually. Is that the one where they just plug it into the wall? Like, and they, somebody said. No, yeah, people the on Johnson? the block shared the same. Oh, they part, shared, the, they same, shared yeah. the same phone line. And you had a special ring, like your gr grandma's right? probably two oh, okay. ring right? dingies. And then uh, somebody else would have one long <laughs> ring. Somebody would have a long and a short ring. And, but you, you could know, listen in on, on other people's block. conversations. Yeah, so really? yeah, yeah. you could answer. Your phone rang every time they got a call if it was their ring, and you could pick it up and like listen, listen to their conversation. You knew, you knew it was their ring, but you could pick it up and listen to whoever they and were talking you, to. And if, if you heard a click, <laughs> if you heard a click while you were talking to somebody, it's like, hey, get off of here. This is a <laughs> private call. I'll be done in a minute. Was there a mute button at that time? No, 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 no mute button. No, 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 no. no, no. My, grandmother, no my grandmother would actually, because my grandmother had a little bit of asthma, she would actually put a hanky over the over the oh receiver part of the phone so that nobody was, could hear her breathing. Th so that was the mute button. <laughs> yeah. Like a kidnapper. <laughs> I, I want $100 in small bills. <laughs> it was kind of fucked up, but entertaining. Yeah, back in its time. All right, so um, we're starting to wrap things up here. Um, uh, thank you both for, for participating this evening. 
Uh, Nikki Winkleman over here, right here. We're going to judge here just a Jeff Gage and Kenny Mock, of course. We had a great time tonight. Um, I want to thank everybody for coming out this evening. It is time to vote. So if you would both take uh, just a, a quick bow and a oh. stand. We will start with contestant number one, Nikki Winkleman, everybody. And Jeff Gage, everybody. I'm happy to say that Nikki Winkleman notches her first win yeah. on the premise. Amazing. Thank Amazing. You so much. I you get to take this lovely bottle of four roses and flask to your lord. Yes. <laughs> and share it with him. Jeff Gage, on the other hand, gets the $8.88 bottle of Kentucky Tavern. But more importantly, he goes home with Don Ho's Tiny Bubbles. Bravo, well done. It doesn't get any better than that. So one more big round of applause for Nikki Winkleman, the winner. Jeff Gage, the competitor. And the amazing, talented, funny, honest, afraid to talk about shit, Kenny Mock, everybody. Thank you, brother. My name's Dino Tripotis. We will be back here the third Thursday of every month through July right here on the upfront stage with The Premise here at Shadowbox Live. Thank you all for coming out tonight. Hear yourselves on Monday when we drop the podcast on Whiskey Business, whiskeybusinessshow.com. Until then, God bless. Take care. We'll see you soon. Good night. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast.